why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Yeah, I just got a new laptop this Sunday and I am trying to make this thing work. Sorry yeah, guys, this is embarrassing. What a month ago. Yeah. Actually, I plugged my Rift into the new laptop and I burnt out the DVI port somehow. Wow. Yeah, you could wow. smell like you, you hear a capacitor kind of burn or smell a capacitor burning. It was like that. Was, something happened. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't know that stuff could happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know That's how. Crazy. I'm not really sure. Luckily, I'm just using the HDMI now, so that they have works. two inputs. So it's all right if one's broken. And we have two rifts now, so you know, that helps. some insurance. I'm jealous. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Are you so? Are, are you guys playing co-op games or anything, or you're just sort of? No, we haven't. We've just been, it's easier for testing because there's so many cords at the Rift right now and I got to reach around to the back of my desk and unplug it every time that Jackie goes to take it, that it was getting to be like a real pain and it's like, oh, I need to test and she needs to test. So let's just get two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easier. How long, um, and I, I take it you're, you're for sure going to get the, uh, the HD kit, right? Yeah. 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 Whatever they come out with, Dev Kit 2, the rumored Dev Kit 2. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so I'm ready to go. Are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah you're ready. We're good. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm recording in three, two, one. Welcome to Enter VR, the podcast where we talk about everything virtual reality. I am your host, Chris Miranda, and today I am inside a room with a huge amounts of echo so i'm going to have to apologize to all those listeners who um, are uh, sensitive to sound in any case i am honored today because i i am uh, uh, having as a guest proton studio the guys behind and gal behind um the time rifter one of the coolest games out there for and that was for the for the rift thanks guys for coming along Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks for so much. Thanks for having us. We're excited. So today, <laughs> awesome. And so today I'm joined by Doug and, and, and Jackie. And, and so tell me, you guys, let's get this thing going. Um, tell me about you guys first. How did you guys uh, become involved with the Rift and, or just VR in general? And how did Proton Studio come about? I know it's a lot of questions. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, sure. Um, well, we've been actually doing game programming for quite a while. I guess back in 2000, we created our first game company, yeah. uh, Ice Tech Studios, and we made a one game and a half games, <laughs> uh, one and a half games. You know, the one thing we were missing is that whole, you know, making money thing. So we stopped doing that for a while. But when you love doing something like game programming, you still do it for free in the background. And eventually it came back as Proton Studio within the last few years. And uh, we made like a racing game, a multiplayer racing game that you play right in the web browser and a uh, first person shooter game that's kind of like Counter-Strike, play it right in the web browser. It's pretty popular. There's quite a few people playing it right now. Um, but then as soon as Carmack started talking about the Rift, I mean, I think a lot of us just were like, what, really? It's time? It's, it's going to work? <laughs> Carmack so, saying it's possible? Really? <laughs> yeah. So I immediately switched gears that day when I saw his interview. I think it was like at E3 or something yeah. and started working on a prototype for something that would work in VR. Wow. So, wow. That's, wow, that's really cool. So, so how did you guys meet and, and how did that come along? Uh, we met in high school, so yeah. like 16 years ago or something. So we've been together since then. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, That's I introduced her to uh, Team Fortress Classics. This is yeah. like the Half-Life mod. And I just thought, you know, you can just go play it. You know, look how cool <laughs> this is. There's actually multiplayer. And I came back the next day, and she was still playing. Yep. And she was actually joined a clan. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. She's getting pretty good. She's yep. getting good. She's actually really good with her NG skills. I was, yeah. Juicy. Wow, yeah. I am impressed. Uh, that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. so, so let's get to um, why VR. What what is the appeal to 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 you know for VR? Like what 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 about VR that appeals to you guys the most? 
Uh, well, I know, like, since I was 12, I thought VR, I always thought it was just around the corner. Um, like, I, it was even on the Oprah show. She was showing virtual reality, and I thought that, you know, it's going to be happening. I even actually drew an outline of my bedroom, putting right where the VR thing would be. I'm like, it'll go right here. And that just didn't happen. And it was kind of heartbreaking. The closest you ever saw was at the arcades. Sometimes you'd see Rise of the Triad would have a VR thing. And then when we were in Disney, Disney yeah. oh, we, we stood in line. We waited for a long time for the Aladdin VR ride. What do you think yeah, of that? Disney Quest. It just wasn't good. Uh, it was horrible. You You're just smacking so into walls. and uh, It just didn't make any sense. It wasn't great. But yeah. yeah. But the thought of being somewhere oh, else, like sitting okay. in your room and then just being in another environment, like just totally immersed in something else where you're... It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that's what I like about it. Yeah, sure. So, so, so in, in your mind, and, and um, you're thinking this is it, this is the second coming of VR, and it's here to stay. I think it's like a first coming of VR. I don't know what that first one was. It's, it's a fake out. <laughs> oh, that, so, that 1990. Is... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is real. Uh, this yes. is real, yeah. I agree. Um, so, so let's get to Time Rifters. How did you guys come up with the, with the concept for it. So um, uh, when I said that Carmack started uh, talking about this and right away I started working on a game, I was actually working on a game that's a stealth action game. It's like uh, it's like Dishonored meets Mario Galaxy. Uh, I don't know, something like that. We're calling it Stealthlands sort of right now. Yeah. Uh, and one of the features I built into it was a uh, commentary feature. I saw uh, the Gunpoint game, which is like a uh, another indie game. They had a commentary type of feature where you'd see little developers sitting around in the level, and you could actually just sort of click on them, and they'd tell you about the background of the level, how they designed it, or little tidbits about the development. Mm -hmm. So I made a replay system in uh, Stealthlands, and I recorded myself just bouncing around a level saying, oh, this level was inspired by Mass Effect or something. You know, like there, there'd be a little commentary track and an actual avatar running around. And I found it was actually pretty cool just to follow him and sort of, it was almost like he's like my buddy and like just going along with him. So then when we came to the VR jam, we were kind of like, okay, we need some game ideas. And we sort of brainstormed a whole bunch of them. And like one of them was, do you remember what, what we came up with? There's like a SWAT one we thought yeah, about. Yeah, there was a SWAT. Yeah, but that didn't work because no. we needed audio. There was a lot, like with a SWAT game, you need lots of audio, lots of animations. It's a lot of work. And more than three weeks to come yeah, up with. more than three a weeks. A good co-op. Yeah, and we because we wanted to use this replay system to make some kind of like single player co-op. Like, I, I try not to use the phrase playing with yourself, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what you're doing there. And, uh. What we wanted to do originally was Contra, like that original Nintendo and Super Nintendo game. Imagine playing Contra, but yeah. you're controlling all the players. And so that's how it started out. The very first prototype that nobody ever saw, I guess, that we made within like a day, had like these enemies that would appear. Actually, they were just stationary. They didn't move, mm -hmm. but they were shooting at you, and you had to avoid their bullets and shoot back at them. But very quickly, we learned that that wasn't fun. It was Because in the Rift, the resolution is pretty low. So it was actually kind of hard to see their bullets coming at you. Even though you have depth and you have, you know, you can move around a bit, it was hard to see their bullets. So it just wasn't as satisfying as just blowing them up. Yeah. So it, it evolved. Wasn't fun. Yeah. So it evolved over time. It's still evolving. We don't know what it'll look like a couple weeks from now. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I like what you just said. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The whole the, I, the thing that I like about Time Rifters is, is really you guys really do implement time in there. Like, like, like it, there is a sense of sort of time travel because I'm playing with my past self, um, and that concept I've never seen before in a video game um, at, ever. And I, I find that extremely appealing. I, I think it's um and. and Especially when you guys are, are there's puzzle elements and stuff. I think, uh, yeah, I think you guys have something really cool going on with time rifters. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's a couple of puzzle games that do use the kind of time effect where you can like call on a buddy to come help you solve a puzzle. Like there's been a couple of yeah, there's, like, flash, a, there's a flash one where you're you're a cursor and you have multiple cursors. Cursor times ten, I think it's called. Yeah. And then Blurst, which is another good uh, game programming company that uses Unity, they made one called Time, time Donkey, Man. and that was kind of cool where you you stack donkeys to solve puzzles. They were a pretty cool company. They made some really innovative stuff like that. But we were going for more of an action thing, something that's just all out crazy. Uh, we do have some puzzle elements and you know for the boss levels, but 
Most of it, we want it to be just, just like crazy shooting. action. Fun shooter. Yeah. Wow. So how? So so what lessons have you learned so far? Like you you start developing. Uh, how long ago did how long ago did you start developing Time Rifters? Uh, well, we started right when the VR jam was well we started brainstorming the game ideas when it was announced so the first two weeks of the vr jam is where we got tons of work done like i don't know we were just so motivated we just were working like when we woke up to when we went to sleep and yeah and then that last week of the vr jam i don't know it tailed off and i didn't know what to do (laughs) and i introduced a horrible bug that went to the judges i put an actual time rift like when you walk out the door there's like a a big pane of of water almost like vertical water and when you walk through it it rippled and you could even like sort of put your gun through the water and the water would ripple and it was supposed to be uh the time rift effect itself but on lower end hardware, it went nuts. Like even when Cymatic Bruce was playing the game, game on his, uh, he was doing like, he's playing VR all the VR demos, jam entries. Yeah. yeah, he was getting a pretty good frame rate. I think it was like around 60 frames at the time. And it just went crazy. We were looking at it like, that's not supposed to happen. It's never happened to us. Like, what's going on here? It was like a blue strobe light yeah. in the arena. You look at the door and it's just this blue glow of like strobe lights. And it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that last week, I probably should have done nothing. I would have been better off doing nothing. Well, 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 it's working fine for me. I was playing with yesterday, and it was um, I was tr- I was trying to get through the first boss, but it was just uh, I wasn't using my money, uh, my gold properly, and I was and I, and I splurged on one guy's one gun, and it was um, but it was really fun. I think uh, yeah, you guys have really something cool going on. So so what lessons have you learned just developing for VR? Because you guys are pioneers. You guys are doing something that not many people will be able to say one day that you guys were the first to amongst the first to develop for virtual reality um and i actually at the co-working space that i'm at like i tell people what i'm doing right now i'm interviewing virtual reality developers and they they're like what (laughs) is this the future already yeah i like that you guys are cool but what have you learned so far with with vr that you wouldn't have before uh well there's there's so much to learn like sometimes uh the movement is probably the biggest thing we're learning right now the the demo that you would have played and that everybody would have played would have had a movement scheme where the head and body are decoupled and just recently we were having some discussions on the oculus development forums and um there was a guy on there uh, sigili c-i-g-i-l-i he uh recommended we try out minecraft to see what uh, their control scheme was like, so we did. We, you know, we're not the only ones developing here. We aren't developing in a vacuum, so we had to, you know, make sure if we're doing something, if somebody's doing something better, let's check it out. And sure enough, what they did was when you look in a direction, you move in that direction. And we tried it out, and then tried to maybe evolve that idea a bit by having once you look in a direction and start to move in the direction, your body will turn in that direction. And it actually, after playing it this way, it feels so natural that I feel like I wish I would have done that to begin with. Before. Like, yeah, like it's kind of like unfortunate the way it works now, because it's it's or the way it works like in the current demo people are playing, because it's so much cooler now. I I feel anyway. Yeah, so it'll get rid of like the yaw correction and the drifting issue because every time you walk forwards, you're always going to be re forward and your huddle recenter, so yeah. you can't get turned around anymore where you won't be off center. So. Like that's a huge thing that you've never had to worry about in game development is this drifting and movement and simulator sickness. Oh yeah, and the whole HUD thing too. I mean, uh, the Stealthlands game doesn't really have much of a HUD. What I tried doing is um, uh, sort of like in Dead Space, uh, you kind of have elements in the world. So on my gun, I put your a little display on the side of it, which has uh, sort of your health indicator, your mission indicator. So it's kind of in the game world. But I kind of like this uh, Iron Man style HUD a little better because it, it prevents a lot of the motion sickness and it just looks kind of cool. <laughs> so I don't know. That probably yeah, will be carried good. over into Stealthlands now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. I, I got to admit, I was, I was playing with it. Um, when did you guys release this update? Because I remember playing with this um, with Time Rifters a month ago and I don't remember if the experience was as smooth as it is now. Um, yeah, we did do an update. So after the VR jam, uh, you know, it forced us to sort of learn some lessons because you see people playing it on YouTube. And mm-hmm. two of the big changes we made is we uh, 
removed the necessity of killing all of the enemies to proceed to the boss because there was really no need for that it kind yeah. of some people would have like one left over and we were just like oh no they won't get to see the boss now <laughs> it sucks uh and the other thing was we optimized the heck out of it because we heard the rumors that the oculus rift would be running on an android operating system sort of like a phone operating system so we wanted to um, make sure that we were going to get high frame rates so we could run on such a device uh, so yeah, we optimize the heck out of it. Get the frame rate as high as like it'll run at 600 frames per second on my computer now. So it's no lag or anything like that. It's really no VSync. I don't. I don't even use VSync. A lot of people. I think in the official Oculus documentation it said they you're supposed use, to use VSync, yeah. but I don't like it at all. So don't use it. Wow, that's that's amazing. 600 frames per second. Yeah. So let. Yeah. What is the goal like ultimately for for time rifters and and just even Proton Studios, at this point, what are you, what are you guys aiming for? Well, we're working on another demo right now, which we're hoping to release in a month-ish and get out there, uh, which will have a lot of these new features, more levels, um, kind of give a feel for what the full game will be. And then we're going to be releasing the full game for sale at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure when yet, but... Wow. And so, and so this is the... the stuff game that you guys were mentioning just a bit ago or yeah. is it like well, secret? Oh. um yeah so we'll be doing time rifters first and then stealth lines will be the next project after we release time rifters uh, both of them made for oculus rift first like we are focusing on making like i i want to make a virtual reality game like i want to make it work really good on the oculus rift and then we probably, in order to make any money, we'll still have to make it work for people who don't have the Rift because, you know, there's, the Not audience is pretty small yet. right now. We sort of have to, you know, get some get our name out there. Yeah, no, I agree. That, yeah, I like that. I, I, I really do. That's really cool. Um, but do you think that porting from... Oculus Native, from, from an Oculus, from an experience that is uh, done from the ground up for the Oculus, do you think that will port just fine to other platforms? I think it's probably easier to go from Oculus to like a regular monitor than the other way around. Because um, yeah. what we're doing right now, you just have to, we're also making it for the dev kit because we don't know what the resolution will be like. We don't know about any of the position tracking capabilities. Yeah. Um, so the only question right now for converting it from Oculus to non-Oculus is how are they gonna see all of their HUD? And I've got a few ideas of how that'll work. Because right now, some of your HUD elements are off screen. And that's just, it's cool for virtual reality, but obviously not so cool if you're, you can't move your head around. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only real concern I think I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, controllers and input devices, are you, are you guys thinking about uh, using STEM or, or whichever other controllers are out there? Uh, well, right now we're pr uh, sort of just going for the keyboard and mouse, which the majority of people seem to be using, uh, yeah. and then the Xbox 360 controller. So just having yeah. those two input devices is just proving to be, you know, it's like, okay, that's a lot of stuff to do just to make sure those all work perfectly. Like, uh, we, we added a keyhole style of control specifically for the mouse. It doesn't work so well with the controller, but, um, you know, if we added on Hydra support, now we'd have to do a whole nother controller scheme for a device that I guess it's been discontinued, I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. But my feeling is that the Oculus Rift consumer version is going to come out with some type of a standard controller. So if that happens, then it's probably going to be like an Xbox 360 controller. So having the best support for something like that is the goal right now. Yeah, in any case, I, I'd really like to thank you for doing Xbox 360 uh, controller in, uh, uh, support because I'm about to say something blasphemous. I am not much uh -oh. of a keyboard and mouse kind of guy. I'm a controller kind of guy. So, so thank you because the experience is a lot better for me with the controller. Um, well, yeah. Have, I mean, have you tried like just sitting back on a couch and playing with the Rift? It actually works pretty good. Um, you no. don't need to have the keyboard and mouse. It's pretty nice. I gotta, you guys, I'm, I need to hang out with you guys. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's why so, I do all my testing is I'm sitting on the so couch with the controller. <laughs> that's so cool. When people meant like when, when, when you guys mentioned to people like your, your work 
working on your VR, these VR projects and the Oculus Rift, like what sort of impressions or, or reactions do you get nowadays? What do you get? People don't know what it is. Yeah. So I have to explain and then they're like, oh, that's nice. So some of them, if we're lucky, we can show them. Like we'll say, oh, here, look. And then they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, otherwise, if I'm just talking to somebody and they're like, oh, that, that's interesting. I've never heard anyone who does that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But. Pretty much. Yeah, I got the same thing. I have people like, people, what do you do? I'm a very, very reality journalist. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then I have to put up, put them. You know, I have to give them the rift and let them try it because then they'll realize, oh, this is what you're doing. It's, you know what? The, it really is one of those things where you just have to try it. Like, words don't really encompass how uh, insane it is. Um, but, but yeah. So speaking of VR and just the rift in general, like, do you guys have any like um, predictions for the future? What do you think? What do you think this? What do you think is awaiting us in the next couple couple years, five years? Wow, I don't know. I, we have trouble predicting what's going to happen in two weeks. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because we, we're sort of developing for what we know exists. So we know what the capabilities are of the current dev kit. We know the things that can be improved on it, like the resolution. Uh, we don't know what can be done with positional tracking. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not. It's hard to say what'll be in a year because we don't know what there is now. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Oculus is kind of tight-lipped about some of their plans, it seems like. Like, for a while, there will be a DevKit 2, then there won't. <laughs> and maybe it'll be on the Android OS. No, 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 it won't. And it'll plug into both. And it's just like, OK, <laughs> okay, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And will there be competitors? That's uh, true. I'll narrow down the, the, the question a little bit more. What, would, what do you fear uh, or what do you worry about that VR might be? Come, uh, especially for you developers from your point of view. A big, big time fear is um, like sitting right behind me is a uh, racing wheel, a G35, I believe it is. It's an awesome racing wheel, force feedback. It's got, uh, I've got like uh, the pedals, I've got like even a clutch in there, and I have a manual shifter. I, uh, you can play a game like Live for Speed and stall out the car. So it's an awesome piece of technology, but I never use it. It's just sitting there. And I don't know, it's, it's, is that what the Rift could be someday? An awesome peripheral that nobody uses? That would be my biggest concern. Yep. Mm. So like my hope, actually, is what that brings, what brings you hope? Console. Well, I kind of hope they'd become more of a console, kind of like a, um, a 3DS or something like that, where they are a standalone thing that doesn't have wires going everywhere, and it's somehow powerful enough to you know, play really good high-quality 3D games wirelessly as its own standalone thing with a store built into it and everything like that. I mean, that's a lot of work, so I don't know how long it would take to do something like that. Maybe if they partnered up with Steam or something or with Valve in the background. I don't know. Who knows? And I would love for it at some point to become social because right now, like, if you're in the Rift, I can't experience what you're doing. Yeah. So it's not like sitting down watching somebody play a console where you can both enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's a very solitary thing right now. You don't get that social aspect. So I think integrating more of that would be something, but I'm not quite sure how that would be done yet. <laughs> yeah. So so you did mention make it more social. Are you planning or, or thinking about integrating multiplayer to your games in the future? Well, I have done uh, two multiplayer games in the past. So I do know that the like, complexity is involved with doing something like that. And... Uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky problem. I'd say it's about three times as hard to make a multiplayer game. It like, takes about three times as long to make it versus a single player. So that's, um, and you'd have to have be really committed to it, like supporting it long-term, keeping out hackers, uh, monetizing it too. I mean, when how much are people going to be paying for Rift games? I, I don't know. Is it going to become like an iOS store where they expect 99 cent games? It's like, how am I going to run multiplayer servers and keep it, developing it on that or do they want microtransactions i'm not a fan of microtransactions so you know can you do it ad supported some way or is there some other weird scheme Model that'll that come hasn't out, come out yet. yeah like one thing i thought like imagine if somatic bruce actually did a podcast with a free game like 
did you remember Dig, which was a site that came out, like it was popular before Reddit, and they had a podcast called Dignation that went along with the site Dig, and they had ads on that podcast. So they were actually generating revenue in a non-standard way. So there could be some people out there that are just podcasters that also have games. Who knows? It's possible. There's all kinds of possibilities. There is all, yeah, the doors are wide open and, and there's no way of telling what's what's coming. But ideally for you guys, as developers, what would be the ideal method of generating revenue? Oh man, depends on the type of game. I guess if it's a single player game like we're doing now, just a, a one-time purchase seems to work best. Um, if it's a multiplayer game, I really like how, like right now, um, nplay.com that's where i have my multiplayer games they it's just ad supported so nobody has to pay anything there's no microtransactions so it's a level playing field um and people don't seem to mind ads too much i mean you watch youtube videos now you get a 15 second video ad before it and i don't really mind anymore because i don't know it's just become accepted now. yeah it's true so so you wouldn't mind putting or, or putting banner ads in a, in a multiplayer server just to to keep it cheap and free or whatnot. Yeah, but I don't think it works, unfortunately, in game. Uh, I know Quake Live did try that. They had banners in uh, in Quake Live. They were actually up on the walls, but I don't think they were too fond of that. And they started going to a subscription model where you'd pay like a monthly fee, and I don't like that either. So <laughs> I don't know what the, like if you're doing it in a web browser, it's pretty easy to put ads. But if you're doing a full screen like a Rift application, or yeah, yeah, I don't know how you get ads into there. It doesn't make much. I don't know. There's nothing built that'll do that, and maybe it's a little intrusive. Yeah. Um, what about what about the community of, of developers and, and enthusiasts? How, how what's it been like um, for you guys? Are you using? You mentioned earlier that you, you, you know, at the Oculus forums, you've been you've been using them, but uh, have you been paying attention to other forums or communities and, and how have you been received? Yeah, I think pretty much everything, like always on Reddit, the Oculus forums, um, pretty much everything we can check. We are perusing and commenting where we can and same with like Unity developer forums and like the VR community is definitely growing and it's a very welcoming community so it's been great to be a part of it and starting to contribute and yeah. share our knowledge with yeah it is something really cool that um, that we're witnessing I've never I, I don't think I remember a time where people were coming together uh, to like in this way to, to, to bring something about um, and I find that very very cool and appealing so that, yeah that's really cool so let me ask you would you guys rather Travel forward or backwards in time? Do you have an answer for that? Forwards. Yeah? How come? I think there's just so much that can happen. We already know what the past has been mm. and what the technology is. The mm. future, who knows? Like 50 years from now, who knows what it would be But what be if like? you could go back in time and like invest in Google and Microsoft and then be <laughs> rich right now? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I guess it's whether you want... The experience of the future, or the uh, you know what I'm kind of cool with it right now. Like, what <laughs> don't you want to witness the birth of VR? Why wouldn't you want to see that? Like, in our lives, we've gone from like having VCRs and uh, like to DVDs to streaming Netflix to our TV in HD. Like, we don't kids nowadays don't even know what rewinding means. If you had to rewind a VHS tape, like, what does that even mean? Oh. Oh, <laughs> Do you not know? You <laughs> <laughs> were reminding me. <laughs> I do somewhere in the back of my head. No, there's something fun about watching technology progress. Wow. That progression, yeah. like, it'd be kind of sad. It's like there was an episode of Star Trek where Scotty, like in the next generation, Scotty came out of like a teleporter stasis and he was way in the future and all of his skills were outdated. So he was almost useless in the future. So like, what if like all the programming knowledge I have now is all outdated and it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm useless now. <laughs> It'll take me like a long time to catch up again. Yeah. That kind of suck. I'm yeah, cool with right now. Cool. <laughs> you know, I like the right now, but but I am gonna have to uh, go with the future, uh, just because I, I remember that. Do you guys watch uh, uh, Doctor Who? Have you heard of Doctor Who? Uh, watched a you little watched bit. Watched some. I haven't watched yeah, any more. Not much though. 
The first season of Doctor Who um, with Christopher Eccleston is my, by, by far my favorite. And and the last one of one of the few one of the first episodes I remember it was uh, Doctor Who takes the protagonist to the witness the ends of planet Earth, the end of planet Earth, and 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 just uh, having just just taking in on on that ability to to travel forwards in time and see things that uh, will inevitably happen or or we have no idea what happened i think um it makes a, a tingle inside my mind i don't know why but it's but it's it's really cool and and that's well, interesting at the same time, yeah it is and but at the same time I, I i gotta i gotta tell you doug that um you, i i i'm so i feel so lucky to be born at, at the time that i'm born because we're we are witnessing the birth of vr which is crazy Yep. We have no idea what the next three, four, five years will look like, and we have no idea what the next generation of VR will be. Like what? So we had we had radio, we had TV, we had the internet, we have VR. What's next? Like, do you guys have yep. any predictions or, or speculation? What what would be next well, after VR? That's the thing. Nobody really knows. Like I mean, 20 years ago, people were saying, oh, the jobs are disappearing, they're going away. Like even computer jobs, they'll, they'll say like, oh, they're going to go away, they'll be outsourced. But nobody would have predicted, you know, 20 or even like 30 years ago, obviously, that people would be making money selling games that run on your telephone. It's like, what? Who, who could predict yeah. that? I don't know. Maybe some people could, but I, I can't see the future. I just try to sort of... I don't know, go with it and try not to make the mistakes. Like, I think yeah. that Oculus Rift is a, is a good place to go because, I don't know, there's a lot of signs to look at and it seems pretty obvious to us. But uh, sometimes it's hard to see those things. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, if you if you, uh, if you just indulge me for a sec, I have this crazy idea that I think that VR is going to evolve um, to, to a point where we're going to have to have virtual reality secondary economies happening and, and people will probably just make their whole living inside VR without ever having to touch a single dollar. I don't know. I think, I think, well, that's, that's not a crazy idea at all. In fact, like that's a lot of people are putting their faith in Bitcoin right now because it's kind of a decentralized currency that could be used in a situation like that. You, you want to talk about crazy ideas. We had an idea for a Bitcoin pop. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, some kind of soda pop that has a, a under the cap there'd be like a Bitcoin, Bitcoin or like a bit cent, yeah. I guess, nowadays under there. And you could tell it hasn't been spent because the pop's not open yet. So as soon as it's open, you could like, oh, somebody's <gasps> probably taking it. So you can buy soda and yeah. get a bit cent with it. <laughs> That's a crazy idea. And it gives some new meaning to the bottle caps you collect in Fallout. So. <laughs> you guys need to immediately find yourselves a lawyer and trademark uh. that idea. So. <laughs> No, it's out there. Somebody could do it. Yeah. We had another crazy idea yesterday. It was because um, there's motion sickness with the Rift, right? Um, that's what people are talking about. You know, oh. you get motion sickness when you're moving because you're, you know, the 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 uh, what do you call it? the acceleration that you're feeling doesn't match up with or that you're seeing doesn't match up with what you're feeling. Well, what about if you use the Rift to solve the opposite problem? Like I get I get sick on airplanes. So what if you could put like a Rift on and it senses the motion of the airplane and shows you a scene as if you're looking out and compensates for the, the acceleration you're feeling. So you actually no longer get motion sick on even boats or something. Like I get sick on cruise, boats too. Yeah. So yeah, anytime you're getting motion sick on something, put on a rift and you'll be, it'll cure your motion sickness. Wow. Potentially. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It might make it worse. I don't know. Where is your lawyer? Where is your lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're busy. We got lots to do. Somebody else takes these ideas. Yeah. Right? There's plenty of ideas. Ideas are cheap. It's actually getting it done, right? That's the tough part doing something finishing it completing it oh my gosh yeah we're finding that out a lot <laughs> in terms of uh, your the direction of proton studios like uh, do you guys see yourselves doing uh just games specifically or because now vr is the doors wide open we can there, there's a new canvas to paint on it and so have you thought about doing uh or or, or is gaming the, the sole focus of your your studio well, 
gaming is what I do. Like in my in my spare time, I'm addicted to Natural Selection 2. It's like a first-person shooter type game, uh, and I'm addicted. To, I've got 700 hours in that thing. So I mean, and ca- before that, my addiction was Counter Strike, and I don't know. It didn't. Steam didn't count hours back then. So <laughs> I don't know. And before that, would have been Team Fortress Classic. Like we're addicted to first-person shooters. I don't see why I would ever want to do anything else. It's I understand why I like it so much, and I want to make it. I want to improve on the things. Like when I played Counter Strike, I'm like, oh man, I wish you could sprint. And I wish the weapons had a bit of different recoil. So, I mean, I took those things and then just put them into Be Gone. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got that stuff now. It feels the way I want it. So, I I don't know. It's it's what we enjoy. I don't really enjoy sort of an architectural fly-through or something. Or even something that's just for for making money. Like, if it's like, oh, you can make a kid's thing that'll make you... It's like, well... Got to go where the passion is. Yeah. Because then it's not as much of a job. It's something worthwhile doing. And you get that satisfaction out of rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. I love you guys. You guys are the real deal. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we're, we're, we're starting to, let me see, uh, we are doing in time. We're at 33.19. Uh, we still have a few minutes. Uh, um, so how did you like come along to, like, what, what did you study? Like, are you, are you using Unity? What are you, what, what language are you using? And, and, and uh, did you teach yourself or what did you learn? Uh, yeah, I was mostly self-taught. Like, I started programming in QBasic, like, when I got my first 386 computer. Uh, moved on to C++. Um, Tried Ogre 3D? Yeah, I worked on Ogre, with Ogre yeah, 3D for a while. Release. Yeah, I did some cool little optimization on that. And then, um, yeah, for Unity, I'm using C Sharp, just because it's the industry standard. Like, there's a lot of uh, businesses out there that are using C Sharp or Java. So, you know, just use one of those two. It doesn't really matter too much. They're all pretty similar, so... Do you guys have like a wish list of, or or at least like a, like a like a yeah a wish list of of things that you would hope that the next iteration or at least the consumer model of the Rift should have like as developers as people who who have the Rift who've been playing with it like what do you hope the the new the consumer Rift will 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 incorporate to make your lives easier or better. Um, well, there's the standard, like the uh, motion tracking and like yeah, like positional tracking. Positional tracking yeah. for sure. Um, but I don't know how I'd want it done. That's the no. weird thing. Like, do we want trackers that they have to put up in front of them, like how the cast AR works, uh, and like how the Wiimote works? I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem ideal. So I'm not really sure how they would do it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then, yeah, better. Quality, like, like we, we tried, tried the, the um, HD riffs. We got to try those ones at a conference, and those were pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, the large field of view, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else. Lighter, uh, cooler, yes. I guess. Smaller. Like I really want them to, like I think they're going this way to make them look more like uh, SWAT team goggles, not like some crazy monitor strapped to your head. <laughs> you know, if you can look like a SWAT team guy, then everyone will be like, okay, that's kind of cool, you know. But if you make it look too um, yeah, you look like maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you're embarrassed sure. to be seen wearing them, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. It, uh, there's um. That's true. I, I would love to see myself as a, a as a badass. But you know what? I, I would love to have um with the new iteration of the Rift. I think, and it probably won't come with the first generation. It'll probably be later on but it would be really cool if they could add um uh 3d cameras front facing 3d cameras because yeah because the because then it opens the doors for augmented reality with with the rift um which would be crazy <laughs> yeah that's an interesting idea yeah i don't know it'd be um but we'll I think there's just so many possibility. Yeah, there truly is. I think yeah, I think we're, and it's so exciting. It truly is. So let's talk about uh, Proton Studio and how can you guys, uh, how can people support you? How can we stay up to date with what you're releasing, what you're putting together? Um, because yeah, you're the kind of developers I I I would love to support. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've got our website at protonstudio.com, uh, Facebook at 
uh, protonstudio.com as well. Yeah. And Twitter, is it just at Proton Studio? Proton Studio Inc. We couldn't Inc. get it. Yeah. That's it. And Facebook's at Proton Studio Inc. So, yeah, Twitter and Facebook, we do a weekly blog update kind of where we are in development. And yeah, and our goal is that when we get the next demo out, we want to get the demo and then we want to put it onto green light. So that's basically what we're trying to do is time those things at the same time and uh, sort of push it that way. We don't really need like to do Kickstarter or anything like that. But, uh, you know, getting it onto green light would be great, especially if we could get it onto the, uh, what's it called, where it's... Early access. Early access, yeah. yeah. So that we could develop it. And like right now, we want to push out these these things that we're experimenting with the people so they can try it but we don't have a really nice way of doing it so uh, it'd be really cool if we get into early access and quickly push out stuff incorporate feedback and make what people want us to be making yeah so, while we're developing so yeah. that's our goal with the next demo and hopefully get through green light pretty quick yeah so, really nice. so what so so before you even get further like i'm, I'm curious what, what is green light so Greenlight is what is um, what Steam is using to get sort of indie game developers onto the Steam platform. So you put your game up on there, and then people will rate it positive, negative, give comments, and eventually Valve will look at all these submissions and do some kind of magic, and then allow some of them into the actual Steam, Steam. marketplace. Uh, so it's it's kind of like Steam's acting like a publisher in that case, yeah. and you're kind of applying to them. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Let me. I, I don't know if you if you if you guys are comfortable asking this, uh, me asking you this, but are you uh, have you ever have you been approached by any other bigger studios or other companies or, and if if you haven't, um, but if you do, would you ever consider selling or or, or being acquired by a bigger studio? Um, not for for this project, we haven't been approached. I mean, for some of my previous ones, there has been some stuff, but uh, we, what we really like is being independent. I mean, we worked really hard. We worked like I was working like three jobs at one point, and you know, we were both working downtown really hard to try and you know make enough money so that we could try to make our own business, make our own game company, make our own decisions, be independent, wake up whenever we want, do whatever game program we want. So, I mean, that independence is super valuable to us, yeah. and uh, I don't. I can't think of what would make us want to sacrifice something like yeah, that. Yeah, so for now, like doing contracts for other companies doesn't really interesting interest us. In fact, definitely selling not. the whole thing and starting another company based off that money might be something we'd consider at one point. But yeah, it's possible for right now. Yeah, it's just doing our own thing. Very cool. I yeah, you guys are you guys are awesome, man. I I can't wait to stay up to date and. And have you back on the show and talk more about uh, where you're at with with Time Rifters or with, with all your other projects? And and really, you guys need to get a lawyer because you're you're full of ideas, both of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, this I liked your awesome. idea last week actually on your Cymatic Bruce podcast. Your little uh, drones delivering yeah. pot that was hilarious. <laughs> you can extend that to drones delivering tacos as well. Yeah. So Food, you know it's pizza. a yeah pizza <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be done. This is yeah. We're we are all here uh, talking and, and and working towards the future. So so uh, thank you for for liking my idea. I'm, I'm glad someone uh, <laughs> found no, that awesome. because I was because yeah. I was thinking like I have a neighbor who has a quadcopter and I'm like and I'm just and all he does is he goes outside he plays with his quadcopter he goes he takes it up and then down. Takes it up and then down, and I look at that. And I'm like, dude, that is such a waste, man. Imagine all, all the people you could extend love to, and and you know, yeah. by me being uh, 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 weed. But, but yeah, um, it's it's a matter of time. If that that again, if anybody out there is listening is interested in, in doing that idea, uh, go ahead and, and take it because yeah, you will be the next uh, Steve Jobs. Of <laughs> And everybody benefits from it, so you're good. <laughs> Very good. Are you guys in California? Where are you guys at? Like, no, we're in uh, Calgary, Alberta. So it's kind Canada. of in Canada. Ah, okay. That that's why. Okay, that's why I think you guys are so cool. Nice, Canada. Uh -huh. <laughs> Very cool. So, any last thoughts? Any any things? Uh, any any other uh, things you want to uh, let people know and and find out or anything that's oh, no. in the back of your head that you've been meaning to say? We just really value people's feedback. We want to make, yeah. like, I don't think of it as we're making a game. I think of it as we're kind of like a, 
a, a conduit for people's feedback and we're changing things as we hear what works, what doesn't work. We're, we're learning that everybody's a bit different. Like some people get motion sick, some people don't. Yeah. Some people like the head looking for aiming, some people don't. So we're trying to, we've got some analytics in there, but really it's the feedback that we really like. And, you know, tell us what you want, tell us what you want to see, what experiments you want us to do. What you like, what you don't, yeah. what levels. We'll put up some videos. Like if there's an experiment you want to see, we'll try to do that and we'll put a video up of what it is if we can't put an actual playable thing and then maybe integrate it into the game, say what works, what doesn't. You know, we want we want a lot of people to learn from what we're doing and there should be a whole bunch of us that are successful. The, the more VR developers that are successful, the more successful we'll all be. It'll, yeah. it'll just sort of cascade that way. Is there, you know what, you just, uh, that made me think, is there like a, is there a network for VR developers or is it, is everybody just on the Oculus forums right now? Like, I wonder if there's, because that would be really cool. Like you, you guys are doing YouTube videos and, and, I, and I wonder if there would be a way to, to, to uh, aggregate all the YouTube videos, all the tutorials for VR into one place um, because that, you, you, yeah, your, 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 your YouTube videos and, are really, really useful, I think. Um, but well, yeah, maybe what he needs is kind of like a, a total biscuit type guy that does news wrap-ups of all the Oculus news. You know, just those short little, you know, little bites of like, oh, this is what's going on here, here, here. I mean, I'd subscribe to that on YouTube because when we're, you know, we'll have coffee in the morning and we're watching YouTube videos on our PS3 now, and you'll just see like, oh, what does Total Biscuit have today? Oh, so Bia Battlefield 4 has got some bug in it. Okay, exactly. you know, but yeah. if there was something on virtual reality like that, like the Daily News. Yeah, like a. a daily or weekly kind of roundup a video round of all the stuff that's going on news sites that you can go to but yeah i like videos i'm lazy i don't like to read as much oh yeah reading so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i agree I, I my favorite way of learning is is either audio or visual Mm-hmm. And, and watching videos is, is is my favorite way to learn as well. So so I don't blame you. Um, yeah, I think I think that would be cool uh, having having doing a, uh, a, a, a like a VR news day to day kind of thing. That would be really cool. Yeah. So so total biscuit. If you're out there listening, uh, you got yourselves <laughs> a few followers. Um, did you see the episode where where he where he he went out and tried the the, the rift? Yeah. Yeah. He tried Hawking. Yeah. It, it, it's impressive because he's very skeptical about things and it, it's nice to see people who are skeptical try it on and, and, and see the, at least the potential for the rift which is which is always always good it's always a good sign for sure well it's fun seeing it pop up in weird places like we listen oh, to joe, joe rogan. rogan and um him and duncan trussell yeah and uh red band yeah. I'll talk about the Oculus all the time and how Redman just got it and Duncan Trussell just got his and like... Yeah, like I've got podcasts going on in the background as I'm programming. So I'm like making the Oculus Rift stuff and then suddenly they're like, have you heard about this Oculus Rift? Oh man, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah, it's so it's fascinating to hear it keep coming up, up everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it's it's slowly but surely creeping itself into, into you know, the world we live in and it's it's crazy. It, it really is at work. I'm still trying to pinch myself because am I, am I dreaming? Is this really happening? Is this virtual reality thing? Are we going to now? Let's talk about really quickly, like uh, the Matrix. Do you think this is this is the the, the the predecessor to the Matrix? Do you think we'll have? Uh, do you think we'll be able to uh, humans? Or because philosophically, are we ready for, for virtual reality? And 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 eventually, how much? Growth is too much growth. Is there such a thing as too much growth? What do you guys think? Well, we were just watching a program last night uh, through the wormhole with Morgan yeah. Freeman, and they were saying, like, you know, they've got a lot of people talking on that. And one guy said that below quantum mechanics is like a giant checkerboard of binary bits that are on and off. So, I mean, the the theory there is that we're already in a simulation. So this is already a simulation. So I guess we're ready for it. <laughs> you know, we're living it now, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I need to hang out with you guys. Not only do you listen to Joe Rogan, but you're watching universe quantum, uh, um, quantum mechanics documentaries, and you like quadcopter week delivery. Dude, I'm going to Canada. Uh, my stuff, guys. Speed up in BC. Awesome. That's probably the nicest place in yeah. Canada. 
nice and warm there. Yeah. <laughs> Except for rainy, I guess, right now. But better than snow. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got snow. Calgary right now. It's a little slippery, but uh, yeah, not too bad. A little slippery. Not too cold yet. Yeah. Nice. We've had snowfall warnings for the past two weekends, so it's it's white. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well. This has been a, a pleasure, and and I, and honestly, I can't wait to hear more about you guys. Can't wait to have you again. Can't wait to come down there to Canada and, and, and visit you and, and bring my quadcopter. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, thank you guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks. Thank you it's so fun. much. It's awesome. Yeah, can't wait to do it again. Awesome. <laughs> And cool. That was yeah. That was it. Thank you guys. That was that was perfect. Uh, I will do a little bit of editing um, just to trim out some of the some of the things that uh, uh, got cut off or, or just any of my ums because I do a lot of that. But but other than that, that was great. Because that's actually what we enjoy about pod, like Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, your podcast when you were talking mm-hmm. to Cinematic Bruce. It's so casual and so real. That that's I don't know that's what we enjoy it's not so much about it. It's just natural. Like, yeah, like your other podcasts you did with the people before, I almost felt like they were salespeople, and it was like they're giving their pitch mm-hmm. to you, and it wasn't as is interactive. Whereas with Bruce, I mean, that was so fun to was, listen to. Yeah. And I don't I I don't care if there's any ums. Maybe some of your listeners do, mm-hmm. but just giving you direct our, our, feedback our right now. Yeah. Would, yeah. We like <laughs> thank you. you. Yeah, the the whole Cymatic Bruce podcast that was that was yeah that was really cool. Me, him, and I we just no script, no questions. I just went in there, um, and it, it yeah it just sort of it evolves into that. The thing with the developers is I, I want to make sure you guys aren't being caught like um, flat-footed on any questions. Uh, and so it, it, other developers have been wanting like questions in advance, and so I send them the questions in advance, and so. Uh, what 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 ends up happening inside my head is like I do the, the interview, and I have the questions on the side, and I'm like looking on, at the questions, but rather than focusing on the person and what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. just now, yeah, this conversation has been like it was like okay, I'm looking at the questions, but I'm like, oh, but they said something really cool. Um, so just so you know, next interview, questions are gonna uh, no no questions prehand. We're just gonna go in there and we're just gonna like go all out. Just just. But we're the conversation. Chat it up. Chat it up. <laughs> yeah. I like you. I mean, I'm going to Canada. You guys are awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> because you guys have really good ideas. Again, I can't can't stop thinking about that whole, whole uh, Bitcoin pop-up cap. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well. Thank you guys, and I'll, let, I'll keep you in touch. We'll stay in touch with your Gmail, and I'll let you know when uh, the audio goes up. And, and again, I'm sorry if it's going to sound a little echoey on my side because I'm in a room I wasn't supposed to be. Uh, so thank you, though. All right. No, look forward to perfect. it. Thank you so much. Have a good day, guys. You too. You too. <laughs> Bye.